Welcome to Daily Living for Christ, 86,400 seconds in a day. Imagine the possibilities of what your life would become if you dedicated an additional 60 seconds each day to walk closer with Christ. Well, that's what we're here for. We are here to partner with you on your journey to drawing closer to Christ. 86,400 seconds. Are you ready? 86,400 seconds. Are you ready to become what Christ has already declared you are? Let's jump in now. Welcome, welcome. So we're going to pick up right where I left off, and I said, we're going to pick up in Romans chapter 2, verse 17. And I think this message, this moment that we're having here now is, is a very precise moment. So I believe that the Spirit of God is moving in a way, and he's, he's speaking to us internally. Tonight, what it's not about trying to comprehend this in our head. Let our hearts be open to what the Spirit of God is actually saying. So now the Apostle Paul in, in, in is now, he's speaking to the Jews. So he's speaking to the Jews that were in the church of Rome. And now he's making a point of them. So when I, when I think about this and when you read this, you can liken the Jews as in believers that have the word of God. And you can liken the Gentiles that may not have the word of God, but yet they are living in a, in a way that is pleasing unto God. So as we start to read this, watch what happens. And he says, now you. If you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you have you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of little children, because you have the law, the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others do not teach yourself. Listen to what Paul's saying. He says, he, he's saying here, listen, you rely on the law and you boast in God. You boast in him. My God is good. He blesses us. He takes care of us. Never is the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Never. And he says, and if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you're instructed in the law, and if you are convinced, now watch this now, if you're convinced Oh, I'm 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 all good. So let me be a guide to the blind. 
I am a light. My life is a light to those in darkness. I'm an instructor to those that are foolish. Those that are, don't know what's going on, I'm an instructor to them. A teacher to little children. Now watch this. He says, you, you all these things because you have the law. Or, well, let me say it this way. You think that you are all these things because you have the Bible and you have knowledge of what is in the Bible or what is truth. And then you then who teaches others do not put yourself or hold yourself to the same accountability that you are telling others. You who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking that law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed against Gentiles. Um, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. He's saying here, the Gentiles are seeing you and the hypocritical things that you do, Jews, and they want nothing to do with your God. Julie just mentioned about the gentleman. Ten years ago, he left the church because of what happened to him. God did not do that to him. Man did it to him. Man that was not walking in the fruits of the spirit that we just talked about in Galatians 5. They couldn't have been walking in love if that man walked away from the church. They couldn't have had the joy of the spirit if they if they if they if that if that man walked away from the church. So this word that God has given us, he said it. It is not word that you can write in the tablets of your mind. God said that I will put my word in their hearts and I will write it in their on, on their minds. So it's not an outward expression of words. It is not an outward expression of rituals. Loving God means that we love God with every fiber of our being. And if we love God with every fiber of our being, we should want to love his people. Or I will say it this way. We should want to love his creation 
no matter what state they're in. No matter what state they're in, we should want to love them because we know love because we have love living on the inside of us. We're not capable of operating in true, authentic love if we don't have Christ living in us. So now when we look at verse 25, this is where it gets really, really, really important to understand this. He says, circumcision has value if you observe the law. Let me let me let me explain this because it's important for this for you to grab hold of this when he's mentioning about circumcision. He is talking about the circumcision that he first introduced to Abraham back in Genesis 31. He the, the circumcision was an external thing that Abraham was instructed to do to all the men in his family and his servants. So as a result of them being circumcised meant that the blessings of God, they were eligible for the blessings of God. So he started it with Abraham 500 years prior to him giving it to Moses in the law. Now, when he gave the act of circumcision to Moses in the law, he made it very clear. He said, listen, if you don't fulfill all the law, if you don't do everything that the law says, there are no blessings for you. So they started out with unlimited blessings, but over that time, by the time the law came in, there was an either or now. You either do it. If you do it, you get. If you don't do it, you do not get. So now what he's saying here, he says in 25 again, he says, hey, Circumcision has value. External things that you do has value if you observe the law. But if you break the law, you have become of those who are not circumcised, those that were living outside of the covenant. So watch this. So going to church is good. That's what he's saying here, right? So let's say going to church is good. If you're a Christian, going to church is good. I'm breaking this down. But if you go to church and, and, and because you go to church, it's good. But if you break the word of God or if you don't live like the word of God is inspiring us to live, you've become like a person that is not even in the church. That's what he's saying here. This is how this is being broken down to us to make it as plain as day. We know people. And let's keep this real. We know people that attend church twice a week, but they're as mean as a junkyard dog. Where is love going in that? How does love, how is Christ revealed in that? How is Christ revealed if you don't offer grace to people? 
You want forgiveness, but yet we won't give forgiveness. Jesus said this on on his Sermon on the Mount. Remember, we talked about it in Mark. He said, judge not, and you will not be judged. He says, love, and you will receive love. So everything that he said on that Sermon of the Mount, he gave he gave a pro with a con. So if you don't want to be judged, you you can't judge. If you want love, you have to put love out. If you want joy, you can't be angry or sad. So keep going here. So then he says, so then if those who are not circumcised keep the law, the law's requirements, will they not be regarded as though they were circumcised? Now, I want you to get this because this is very, very, very important to our walk as a Christian. Because at the time, Paul was talking to the Jews and we all know that the Jews were in covenant with God. God is holding every Jewish person at a higher standard than he would the Gentiles. So what he's saying here to them, he's saying, listen, if those Gentiles that don't have the Bible or the word of God, and they weren't instructed by God, if they become born again now, and they're living and their heart has been circumcised and they're living according to the word, like like you and I, like if we're living according to this word, are not we in a position or better than or equal to those that were circumcised? This is why Paul said there's neither bond nor Jew. There's neither a slave or free. There's neither male nor female. He said, it doesn't matter if you are born of God, nothing comes in between that. It now becomes a personal, intimate relationship. And I love this. I love, I love this understanding because look what he's saying. He's saying to us, the only difference between you and I And that sinner is we have a savior. I want you to think about that. We have a savior and they have not accepted the savior yet. What we don't know is we could be the difference between that person accepting the savior or running away. That person will never forget whatever Julie said to him yesterday. Why? Because he's still here. I quote, my gun was loaded. And what we don't know is every day around us, people have guns that are loaded. And I'm talking metaphorically. They have guns that are loaded and they are ready to just go. And we have some people right now that they've already purchased the gun. 
And now they're trying to find the bullets or the courage enough to check out. And we got the answer. As a matter of fact, we don't got the answer. We know the answer and the answer lives in us. I would I would even go as much as to say it this way. We are the answer. But if you we don't ever see ourselves as being the answer to this dying world, nothing is going to change. So I say now I am the answer. Why? Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. Let me keep going. And in verse 27, and he says, the one who is not circumcised. Now watch this now. He's moving from circumcision of the flesh. Watch Paul's transition to the circumcision of the heart. He says, the one who is not circumcised physically and yet obeys the law will will condemn you. Who, even though you have the written code of circumcision, are a lawbreaker. I want you to remember this. Remember in Sermon on the Mount, I just mentioned about the Sermon on the Mount, but I want to say this. Remember Jesus in the gospel? He said, if you think about a woman, you've committed adultery. Because in the Old Testament, it was the external things that people did. But Jesus came to save us. So in order to save us, he had to save our inside because it was the inside of man that was corrupt. So when you think about it on the Sermon of the Mount, it was in uh, Matthew 21 and 22. I'm just going to read it real quick. He said, you have heard. So what is he saying? Jesus is comparing. He says, you've heard Jewish people in the Old Testament under the law of Moses. You've heard that it was said to the people. Do not commit murder. And whoever commits murder will be subject to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry at his brother will be subject to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, stupid fool, will be subject to the council. And whoever says, obstinate fool, will be subject to fiery hell. So he's saying it's not just the external. He's saying it's it's all inclusive. And that is Matthew 5, 21 and 22. That's from the Living Bible. I just wanted to throw that out there um, from this point. So as we continue to keep reading here on verse 28, and then I'm going to just share some notes here. He says a person, watch this now. Ooh, this is so powerful. We're just getting right to this point. He said a person is not a Jew who is one only outward. Let, let me let me break this. Let me just break this down. A person is not a Christian who is only a Christian outwardly. How you doing? Well, I'm blessed. How are things going? Oh, they're they're marvelous. 
They say the right things. They act the right way. But internally, it's not the same. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, you remember in the gospel where Jesus says that you you border vipers. He says your heart is like white sepulchers where they were outside. They were white, but they had graves on the inside. They were they were they were actual graves, but you couldn't tell it from the outside because they were all clean. But there were things that were dead and callous on the inside there. So Paul's saying here, a person is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, whose heart has been changed, whose soul has been renewed. Right. And watch this. Who has allowed the fruits of the spirit to operate in and through them? Oh, wow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. John 15. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the fruits that God's looking for. That's his fruit. If you remain in me, in the branch, and I remain in you, you're going to bear an excess of love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Verse 29, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to slow down here. No, a person is a Jew who is one outward, inwardly, and circumcised. And circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit, not by a written code. Such as a person prays is not from other people, but from God. Let me read that again. I'm going to read 28 to the end. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outwardly and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the Holy Spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. 
So Paul is saying to us, and here's what is happening tonight. As we step into the things that God desires for us and to not be ashamed of the Holy Spirit or of Jesus or of our Father, the fruit on our tree will draw people to us. And don't expect and don't expect or don't look for praise from man. But your praise will come from your father. So what is everything saying here tonight? I believe the word is speaking to us to get us to understand, and I think we know this, that it's an inside thing. It has nothing to do with external. We are beautiful, or as scripture would say, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. My soul knows it very well. But beauty comes from the inside out, not the outside in. So I pray that these words, that all the words that came forth tonight would be a source of encouragement. And I I pray that that person or persons that just the Lord had just placed on your heart, that you would reach out to them and offer love, joy, and peace. Just offer them the fruit that they may partake of it. Because they're hungry, but not for the fruit that they've been eating off the world. They want the fruit that when they eat it, they'll never be hungry again. And the water that you have for them to drink, they'll never be thirsty again. So I look forward to talking with you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daily Living for Christ, where we have one purpose, and that's to partner with you on your daily walk with Christ. Before you go, I have two questions I want to throw out to you. First, what insights did you gain from this episode? And number two, how will you apply those new insights in your daily walk with Christ? Remember, awareness leads to choice and choice leads to a decision. There's 86,400 moments in a day. 86,400 moments in a day. Let today be the day that you increase by one more moment with Christ. Until next time, I'm out.